You're making one right decision today. You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Three badass moms bringing you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Hey, it's Handcuffs and Sage. Woo! Hello. Hello. This is Red. <laughs> hey, this is Timo. And this is Dre. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. It's been yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. When this episode comes out, our Down the Rabbit Hole episode on Thursday, I will be on my way to Zion National Park. Woo. Ooh. Lucky, yeah. lucky. Well, you're lucky, but you would have just dropped off your daughter at college. So it will be uh-huh. kind of a bittersweet yeah. moment. Yep. Be a, an emotional yeah. wreck. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, like I mentioned before, um, my daughter is going to college. She did her uh, a business. She put a business together. She made this amazing jewelry, these earrings that are just so unique and so cute. So, we're kind of asking everyone to check it out, support our podcast artist. The the business she's calling is Punk Moon Jewelry, and it's just too cute too cute and we posted about it on Facebook so check it out it's you know it's really cute yes it is I'm very proud of her yeah so we're doing a crazy story that I absolutely love yes I've loved this for many 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 years yes Um, yes Dre it's the first time I I had never heard of this before um I watched the movie twice, um, and then I was, like, all over. I mean, every single day I'm talking about something crazy that happened at work, and my coworkers are looking at me like, like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, check it out. Listen to I'm what like, I have to say. Yeah. you got to see the pictures, guys. Oh, whoa. You, have you seen this? And they're like, can you just stop talking? <laughs> they don't want to know. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do not watch. I mean, they do not listen. So <laughs> this it's is hilarious. this is a story that um, I could just eat everything up about it because there's mm-hmm. so many different theories about what right. happened in this story, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole on this one. Yeah, and I want to know what you guys think happened at the end, mm-hmm. of course, but it's just, this is a fun one. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. It's called Diat La Paz. Woo! Yeah. So bananas. Yeah. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because it's complete insanity and there's so many things that could have happened here. So it's, it's interesting to see what people actually think happened, right? There's so many things. Mm-hmm. So the Diatlov Pass story started back in 1959 when nine hikers died. And this took place in Russia. Mm-hmm. And there are 75 different theories connected to this story. That's insane. Which yeah. is like every single one. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what happened. I know, like, right? Every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh huh. So uh-huh. crazy. So 
on January 23rd, 1959, students and recent graduates set out on a hiking trip. And this takes place about a month before the next term is about to happen, okay? And these are all very seasoned hikers. They are right. all very capable and knew what they were doing, okay? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not like I got my ass out in Russia and was like, I can do this. I cannot do this. I love to hike, but I am not seasoned like these hikers were seasoned, mm -hmm. right? So they decide to go on a 16-day trip to Ortonton Mountain. The name of this mountain means don't go there. <laughs> what? Um, literally don't go there. <laughs> literally don't go there, okay? And we'll tell you why. So I'm gonna go over the names of these hikers. Now, this does take place in Russia. Yeah, good and luck. all of these names I know. Are so Russian, so fantastic. So okay. I'm gonna be real honest. I'm gonna be so honest right now. Every time, and I feel bad saying this because they deserve respect and all, but every time I saw a name, I was like, da -da 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 -da, and keep reading. And yeah. keep doing their name and keep um, reading. <laughs> I totally get that. Like when I first heard about this story, it was just a story to kind of take in. It was interesting, mm -hmm. but they took so many photos. Mm -hmm. on this trip when you see them and how they were with each other they're people these are young yeah. kids mm -hmm. right yeah. college yeah. kids right yeah. and then and they're like Ugh. i know yeah. and then they did journals too which i i they love yeah. i love journals yeah. travel it's journals fantastic. just yeah so so yeah. great yeah no, so i'm gonna go through the last names <laughs> so i'm gonna go through all the names every time i mess up you have to do a shot of vodka Okay. Ooh, I don't yeah, have any okay. vodka. <laughs> okay, we will take a moment, get some vodka. Does mm -hmm. everyone have vodka? I don't care if you're driving right now and you're listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Drink. So the hiking leader, his name was Igor Dyatlov. Okay. Then there was Alexander Kultov. Leandomela Dubninina. Nikolai Tobo Brignos, Yuri Yurin, Rustin Slobodin, Sasha Zoloterov, Yuri Doroshenko, Zeneda Komo Gorova, Yuri Krevenashenjenko. Oh! Yay! Awesome. <laughs> you know what you sound like when they're announcing like the skaters and the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing, like Russian gymnast. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Totally. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. So there was a journal entry done by Zaneda, and I think it really is a good starting place here. She wrote in her journal I wonder what awaits us on this hike. Will anything happen? Hmm. And I just got chills throughout yeah. my body oh because my it is just so sad. So something to know is a few days into this hike that one of the hikers, Yuri Yudin, actually got sick and headed back and didn't finish this trip with everybody else. 
And I wonder how that's affected him and his life. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. bananas. It is. It really is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. So the leader, Igor, he's only 23 years old that he really knew a lot about hiking and he knew um, what they were looking at to do a 16 day trip. He seemed to be very organized and on top of everything. Um, he makes sure that everything is ready to go. So he's got like the tents and, you know, he, he is the one that tells them to keep journals for this trip. And I'm so glad that they did, mm -hmm. you know, bring a camera. We're going to take lots of uh, photos. And he actually, I just love this. He also made sure to bring a mandolin so they could enjoy music on their hike. Mm -hmm. So the hike that they were doing was actually 300 miles away from where they were for school. And so they had to take two trains, a bus, and a truck just to get to that starting point for mm -hmm. the hike, which is, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a lot. So on the first train, they actually meet this other hiker named Sasha, okay? And it just so happened that the hike that Sasha was going to go on with another group didn't work out and asked if he could join Igor's group. And they said, okay, all right. Now at first, even though Igor said, yes, you can join us, the rest of the group was a little unsure because these are young college kids, right? 20-somethings, young 20-somethings. And Sasha, he was 37 years old. So he, he was much older. Um, they said that he had a ton of tattoos, like really interesting, weird tattoos. Mm -hmm. One of the tattoos he had was just a bunch of random letters, like mm. on his body that, that meant absolutely nothing. Right. So it, it wasn't yeah. like some white chick getting Asian lettering and it said something else. The letters mm -hmm. meant nothing. Okay. Meant absolutely nothing. But, but Sasha was actually um, a hiking instructor. Right. So he knew what he was doing. So he really could be an asset to the group too. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they all decide, okay, he's in, he's part of the group now. So on January 28th, 1959, they start their journey and the weather is fantastic. Weather is peachy, okay? And Igor being the total badass he is, he had put like this really massive tent together. He like built this tent. It was about 13 feet long. So all of them could be in Mm -hmm. together and he had made like um a hole at the top where they could have a chimney inside the tent to keep warm which i yeah. thought was brilliant yeah and uh -huh. you know they start off this just amazing journey they're all excited they're keeping warm together in the tent they're playing the mandolin right at night so it's it's starting off on a really good note they're really super excited okay on January 30th, the weather gets really bad, okay? This is when I would say, bye, I'm mm -hmm. all done, okay? Yeah. I don't deal well with bad weather or the cold ever, okay? The weather is bad, it's windy, it's crazy windy, and it starts to snow. And at this point, they the trail, the Manzi trail that they had been hiking that would 
would have been like very clear for them to follow was coming to an end, right? So now they're really on their own hiking. There is no more trail to follow. By late afternoon that day, everyone is just done, okay? They've been hiking, the weather is bad, they're, they're walking against the wind, which is very difficult to do, and so they, they decide to set up camp, okay? Uh, Luda, she is so done, she sits by the fire and does not want to get up. Isn't going to move, she done. So mm -hmm. I feel like she and I have a lot in common, because I would also do this. Okay, yeah. but Igor has set rules for this trip, and one of the rules is is you can't sit, you can't stop until all the chores are done. What right? Tent needs to get up. Things need to be put away. Right? We need to be mm -hmm. set. Right? And so I guess there was a hole in one of, in part of the tent, and uh, Nikolai or Nick was a little frustrated with Luda that she wasn't helping, and so people were actually in kind of a, a bad mood on this day, okay? Mm -hmm. Just, they were done. They were so done. It was, it was not a good day of hiking. So the next day rolls around, the weather is bad, it's windy, it's snowing. It, it said that they were only able to do one mile an hour. Right. It was wow. so bad, okay? Mm -hmm. So by 4 p.m., they stop and they decide to set up camp, right? And then there's no more journal entries. So that's why we kind of know everything that's been happening up to this point because they were all writing in their journals and then it stops, okay? Mm -hmm. Right. So February 1st comes. Um, they have to pack light because they're finishing a part of the hike where they can't take all their gear. It would just be too heavy. So they set up, set up like a temporary like storage, right, where they were. So then they could go on the trail with lighter things on their back, okay? Um, so they set that up and then they, they set off, right, for the rest of this hike. And the photos are changing, right? The photos that we see before this day, um, they're all smiling and getting along and they're really right. happy, right? They're making memories, something I love to say. Um, these photos are more serious. There's a photo, and I'm sure Timo will, will put these photos up. Mm -hmm. um, one is like kind of white out with like dark figures in it. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And there's like a streak of light, right at the bottom of it, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Like, what, what was that? Right. That camera that took that last creepy ass photo was found on a tripod in their campsite, and so it wasn't that light wasn't made like from the camera moving fast, right? It was it was on the tripod taking that last photo. So th that's a very interesting photo. What was that light? What are we seeing here, right? So they set up camp at Dead Mountain, okay? So <laughs> we went to Don't Go There Mountain, and now we're camping at Dead Mountain. Yep. All mm -hmm. very bad signs. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. looking good, you guys. Okay. 
So the group was supposed to be back, done with their hike by February 12th, okay? They did not show up February 12th. Igor had, I guess, mentioned to his friend before the trip that maybe they were going to do like, you know, a couple more dates, right? We don't know. Um, so at first, people weren't alarmed that it didn't show up at the 12th. But then by February 21st, people were like, oh, something is terribly wrong. And they send out a search party. Okay. So then they're looking for all these hikers. Uh, so five days later, February 26, they find the camp. Okay. Oh, shit. Is everyone buckling up here? Buckle, Buckle up. up. Mm -hmm. okay. So they find the tent that was still like basically set up, but the top of that really long tent that Igor had made, it was collapsed at the top because there was snow on it, right? So mm -hmm. it was kind of dipping down. But then they noticed that there was a slash in the tent made by a knife mm -hmm. from the inside mm -hmm. of the tent. Okay? That's not a good thing to see. Mm -mm. Right. We don't want to see this. Mm -mm. There are nine sets of footprints that are coming out from the tent, and some of them are barefoot footprints. Right in the snow, in Russia, mm -mm, okay? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Like negative um, 50 degrees. It's insane, I just, mm -hmm. right? And, and this is kind of like, I'm sure when they were seeing this is, why, why would this happen, okay? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they put shoes on? But it was said, and this is always something that gives me chills, is that the pattern of the footprints coming out of the tent showed that they were walking in a very calm fashion, mm -hmm. right? So they strange. Were, they were not running. Mm -hmm. Barefoot. Some of them were barefoot. So why? Why would they be walking in a calm fashion? Why would somebody slash the tent from the inside to go out into this terrible weather, right? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Okay. So about a mile downhill from camp, underneath a cedar tree, they found remnants of a campfire. They found the first two bodies. Both Yuris were found dead, barefoot, in shirts and underwear, okay? Which is so crazy that they would be out in the elements with nothing keeping them warm, why were they trying to keep a fire going outside instead of staying in the tent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They were found to have burns on their legs and feet, and their hands were all torn up. And some of the lower branches on that cedar tree were pulled down. So it, their hands obviously got messed up from trying to climb this tree. Why did they do that, right? Were right. they looking for something? Were they hiding from something, right? Right. Uh -huh. And again, just to remind everybody, these were seasoned hikers. They knew mm -hmm. what the elements could do to them. Why would they go out into the snow barefoot um, and, and basically not wearing any clothes that they need to be wearing out there, which it, it's, it's frightening to think what would scare them so much 
to put themselves in danger like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the next that were found were the bodies of Igor and Zena. Uh, they were not that far away, and it looked like they had, the way that the bodies were turned, it looked like they had tried walking back to the tent, okay? They died of hyperthermia. Um, the third body found was Rustin. He died of hyperthermia, but he had a fractured skull and bruises on his knuckles, which is very odd, right? Right. Did he get, mm -hmm. did he get into a fight with something? What would cause his skull to be fractured, right? So then there were four hikers still missing and their bodies weren't found until almost three months later, which is so sad that yeah. they were searching and searching and searching. It took them that long to find them. On May 4th, um, the last bodies were found. It was about 250 feet from the cedar tree. And they were found in a ravine and it looked like they had built like almost like a den underneath the mm -hmm. ravine to protect mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. And their bodies were found underneath 13 feet of snow, which really wow. like you can picture the element that they were hiking in, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and they actually died from injuries, not hyperthermia. Uh, Nikolai's skull had been cracked open, which is awful. Um, Alexander had a broken nose and a neck injury. Luda had uh, several broken ribs, and she was missing her tongue and eyes. Mm -hmm. So part of her lips, part too. of her lips, were missing. Mm -hmm. Some of the clothing that were found, three pieces, were radioactive, okay? Mm -hmm. So they said a limit for radioactivity would be about 5,000 semi-units, and they were found to be around 9,900 units, okay? So almost double what, what the limit would be, like a normal limit would be, okay? Mm -hmm. um, Sasha was found with five broken ribs. His eyes were gone. He was holding a notepad in one hand and a pen in the other, but nothing was written on the notepad. Um, it's just awful. He had a camera around his neck and the film inside that camera was very badly damaged and they were only able to get one photo from it. And it was a photo with like a bright light, okay? A bright mm -hmm. light with like dark shapes at the bottom and it almost looks like the tops of people's heads in it. It's a very odd photo. Did you guys see that photo? Yeah. It's, uh -huh. it's very odd. Okay, so that was the one photo that unfortunately made it from all that film. It would have been great mm -hmm. to see everything else that was on that, that camera, maybe giving some kind of clues or evidence, right? One right. weird thing about that camera was that camera was not 
known that he had. They said that uh, oh, they didn't know didn't that he know had because it was it was found on his body around his neck. They did not know he had that camera, but that camera was found. But the other camera uh, that they they found on the tripod, um, that's the only camera that they that they knew that that they had. Wow, I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah. The so. Right. 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 So Sasha had shoes on. Okay. So one of one of the thoughts that they were having, you know, looking at this scene, they were thinking that maybe he was one of the first to leave the tent to maybe take pictures. Okay. Like he had a notepad, he had a pen, he had a camera, mm -hmm. maybe he had walked out of the tent to do something. Right. Um, okay. So we're going to look at this whole picture right now. So right now what we're seeing is this tent has been cut open from the inside. They left the tent, some of them barefoot. They walked calmly, right? Some of them died from very weird injuries and we have radioactive clothing, okay? So all of this is kind of insane. Mm -hmm, None of this right. makes sense. Why would they do this? What would compel them or scare them enough to do this? Um, some people were wondering, had they been murdered? Okay. So nearby was the Manzi tribe. Okay. And they were wondering, okay, did the Manzi tribe have something to do with this? Did they attack these hikers? But it, it turns out that the Manzi tribe are very peaceful people and they have never attacked before or after this and so they don't think they had anything to do with it they also the manzi helped in the search trying to find these hikers so they had right. nothing weren't, to do with this crazy weren't they some like also the ones that actually found um one of the bodies they ended up finding one of the bodies okay so another odd thing is there was there was no other footprints from anyone unknown right? So there was only the hikers footprints and they could trace those. So it wasn't like some own unknown person came right. upon them and those footprints were in the snow. Okay. There were no animal tracks. Okay. So it's not like they were attacked by some animal. We would see that and they wouldn't be walking calmly out of the tent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then one of the theories was that they killed each other. Okay, so let's, mm -hmm. let's look at that. Luda and Nick had kind of got into it a little bit, you know, a few days before when, when she was just done, right, and wanted to sit by the fire, not help, you know, sew up the hole in the tent. Not really anything to lose your shit kill and kill over. each other over, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Rustin had bruised knuckles and Alexander had a broken nose. So, you know, one of the questions came up is, did they fight each other, right? Did one punch the other and break the nose? Sorry. Okay, so then one of the other theories that came up or something that was looked at is that, you know, remember, Sasha was not a part of this original group, right? He joined them on that first train out 
and it was it was odd that he didn't know them but you can tell from all the pictures and journal entries they really warmed up to him quickly right it didn't seem like anyone had an issue with them once they were on their journey even though they really didn't know him okay so something that is looked at is hyperthermia can cause confusion and panic okay mm -hmm. so if they're having hyperthermia that could cause some odd behavior okay but internal injuries on the the last four bodies that were found it was said by the coroner that they couldn't have happened from a human right right, right? so these injuries were that that you would see like in a car wreck right so if timo and i got into a fight and we just started beating each other's asses we couldn't inflict the kind of injuries that were found on on their bodies okay right. so one of the things that came up was was there an avalanche right because the last four bodies were you know found under just a ton of snow like 13 feet of snow and they had internal injuries but investigators ruled that out because there had been no record of an avalanche then or ever in that area okay right, so, right. Not an avalanche, okay was it from strong wind or snow okay i don't think i don't think snow was causing whatever happened here to happen right that does not explain why they cut themselves out of a tent and went barefoot outside that does mm -hmm. not make sense to me okay what is very odd and what really contributes to the conspiracy theories on this story is that a few weeks after the last bodies were found the case was closed the case was closed on may 28th okay which is just insane it doesn't even make sense they ruled that the deaths were done by a natural force and actually the quote on on the file was an unknown compelling force which the hikers were unable to overcome so that's <laughs> what happened here right right then this case file was classified why 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 would this case be classified that does not make sense right so we're talking about 1959 in russia was the soviet union government behind it i don't know about you guys but i could never see them ever doing anything secretive or shady so i think mm -mm. no. mm -mm. right <laughs> okay um we're talking cold war times right so all sorts of insanity was happening so that that's something that gets brought up a lot with conspiracy theories on this story okay so a day after georgie's georgie's okay take a shot of vodka everyone take a shot yep. of vodka. Okay. Yeah. so the day after georgie's funeral his family got a visit from two hikers they had been on the same mountain range at that time and they said to the family, they, they saw some like really strange 
bright lights in the sky and thought it was like a rocket, right? It was very mm -hmm. odd. And then several others, you know, hikers, people in the area came forward to authorities and they were talking about these bright lights that they also saw, right? In that mm -hmm. area. It was very odd. Hmm. So the lead investigator thought maybe at first it was lightning that these people were seeing, but we all know what lightning looks like. Right. And people don't come forward saying that they saw lightning, okay? But then the investigator said he was checking the dates of all these sightings and the timeline for the group and thought, okay, something's connected here. It might be part of whatever happened to them. So then these higher-ups brought him to Moscow and said, hey, buddy, you need to stop looking into this case. It might cause danger to state security, right? Mm -hmm. I would be shaking in my boots if I was this dude. Mm -hmm. So near the campsite, um, there was military testing going on. They were testing missiles, secret missile tests mm -hmm. nearby. Okay. So on February 1st, there was two bomber planes testing air mines. And these, these were dropped right by like parachutes. But they were supposed to blow before hitting the ground. And really what they caused would be like a shock wave. And that's what would affect people and things around it. Okay. Could that have happened? Did that happen near the campsite? It shook them, right? Rattled them and caused them to leave the tent and the safety. Right? So these are a lot of the stories that come up. Um, maybe... There was crazy strong winds at the time and snow, right? And so maybe mm -hmm. because of the strong winds, it caused one of these air mines to come near the site, det detonated near the group, and that caused injuries and radiation, okay? So that's something that people talk about. Um, why was Sasha outside maybe, first one, taking pictures, okay? His documents that they found referred to him uh, by a different name, Alexander. So now we're like, oh, this is like a mystery guy. We don't know who this guy is, right? Right. His legal name is Simon, right? So now we have three names that we're working with with him. Mm -hmm. He was in the Red Army for four years in World War II, and he was a KGB agent. What? What? Mm -hmm. And it is said that he joined their group because he had to be on that particular mountain range on a particular day to do something. He had mm -hmm. an agenda. Yeah, right? shady. Super shady. Was he on a secret mission? Um, some people said he was meeting with the CIA. So after all the stories we've done, we know the CAA um, doesn't do anything shady. So I don't think that's what happened here. Okay. So maybe meeting with the CIA, uh, some people were saying that maybe he was spying like on one group of Soviet officials by another group of Soviet officials, right? Uh, did he sneak out at a certain time to take pictures? and one of the hikers caught him. Like, let's say he went out and was taking pictures at this testing site, 
what were they testing? Mm -hmm. Maybe he was getting information. Maybe one of the hikers caught him, right? So these things keep getting brought up, the shadiness about Sasha. Mm -hmm. So one of these stories that came out, which I could see happening, so work with me here, people, is some of the soldiers from this testing site, maybe, came to the camp, had them hike downhill, Rustin hit one, right? The rest of them hit. Maybe, uh, you know, they threw Nick into the ravine, causing severe injuries. Mm -hmm. they, they said that Soviet soldiers were actually trained at the time in very unique ways to cause injuries, right? Um, Alex, his neck was hurt in a certain way that kind of implied that that is something that they knew how to do right? To hurt someone that way. Uh, Luda's chest had been crushed. Eyes were removed, right? Sometimes people do those things to send a message, right? The mm -hmm. film was damaged. Maybe the soldiers damaged the film. So whatever he was trying to take pictures of couldn't come out, right? People couldn't find out. Um, you know, and then maybe what happened here is Special Forces killed Sasha, who they didn't realize was a KGB agent, right? And then if that got out that they did that, it wouldn't be good for them. So they try to cover their asses and oh. cover their tracks in the snow, right? Mm -hmm. So this is some what, uh, just another conspiracy theory that, that people right. think could have happened. Um, so this is the one I like. Are you ready? <laughs> I wonder. Are you ready? <laughs> So Lee, the lead investigator, tracking the lights, told to keep his mouth shut, right? He thinks that the lights in the sky were aliens. Yeah! yeah. Aliens! <laughs> All right. Two thinks it was aliens. Raise your hand. <laughs> oh, we got two hands. Okay. <laughs> so one of the weird things, too, is there was burn marks on the trees, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Leave thinks that this was caused by a UFO. I think so too, Leave, for sure. Yes. <laughs> so then this one is insane. This is uh, another fun conspiracy theory. In 2014, the Discovery Channel came out uh, with an episode, The Russian Yeti. Oh, <laughs> so obviously a Yeti did all of this, you guys. Um, right. So again, every time I hear a conspiracy theory uh, about this story, I go, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So there was a <laughs> right? moment where I thought, yes, Yeti. That's what All right. Happened. So guys, there's actually a website that, you know, because I wanted to see like the photos of what they look like. And I had, I had researched this and I'm, it's called all that's interesting.com. And there Ooh. was like photos of them before and after it's really, the after is very gruesome. You actually yeah. see, um, Ludmita without her eyes, you see mm. them all dead. It's very gruesome and very sad. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this, but in their final, um, photo, which is like 33 photos, uh, there's actually a photo of something far in the background and it mm -hmm. does look like the Yeti. Did you yes. see it? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. That's what they it, showed on this show to back yeah. up the yes. theory. Yes, so a, I was like a blurry figure in a forest far away. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. It's mm -hmm. a yeti. So I just thought, like, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> what was that really in their cameras? You know, we'll never. Yeah, know. but they did say know. too that it it could be like one of them in the background. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Are you saying it wasn't a yeti? <laughs> well. I don't know because it's it's huge. It doesn't look yeah. like man size, you know. It so looks it's like, my head, like my hubby um, taking a walk. <laughs> the yeti. It's is an unknown figure. But it, but if then, it was a yeti, they didn't find any yeti footprints, which is the thing. So right. that's the I thing. Mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole thing with the yetis, though, is that they know how to cover their tracks. That's how. That's how oh. they haven't been caught yet. Oh. Right? See. Mm -hmm. Get on the yeti train, girl. Okay. Discovery mm -hmm. Channel thinks it was a Yeti. I mean, what if it was one of the Mansi though? One of the, one of the Mansi tribes. Oh. Interesting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. One thing about the Mansi tribe though is, you know, they left all their belongings in the tent along with most of their clothes. And there was money and booze mm -hmm. left in the tent. And the Mansi tribes actually used booze as like a bartering system. They used it as currency. So it was kind of weird. I'll use it as currency. Yeah. Hey. They if it I'll was them. I'll give you two white claws. For <laughs> yeah. a drive home. So right. that, they were saying that if it was the Mansi tribe, why wouldn't they have taken the booze? Because mm -hmm. that would have been a great amount of money for them to, you know, right. use. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're not going to leave it behind. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So then six decades later, y'all, six mm -mm. decades later, on February 1st, 2019, you know, in the before times, mm -hmm. 60 years to the day, the Russian government announces they are reopening the investigation. What? Everyone's like, what? This is crazy. Why are they doing this? No new evidence has come out, right? Why, right. why are they doing this? So like I said, there are 75 theories connected to this story. And the government said that they were only going to look at three possibilities, okay? Mm -hmm. So the possibilities that they are looking into is an avalanche, a snow slab, and a hurricane. What was the middle one? A snow slab. Oh, okay. Is that the massive ice block? Because I, I, that's one of the theories that I wrote down where top mm -hmm. layer of snow yes. melts in the sun and then it turns into hard ice and can easily break off, possibly falling down on them. Yes. Yes. Okay. So okay. these are the three that they're looking into. And I just love that a hurricane is one of them. <laughs> we are talking about Russia. So let's, let's run through these three. Okay. So least likely is an avalanche because they have never once happened in that area so but also if there was an avalanche the trees would be like shredded oh, you know maybe not like all tent, toppled over but would be shredded. yeah there would mm -hmm. be evidence of an avalanche at this point you know it's not like or did the avalanche just stop right where they were i i don't get that right and they wouldn't yeah. be walking calmly no they'd be running no. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So, okay, Russian government. So, no. no to an avalanche. Okay. So, like you said, a snow slab is like the top of a snow that will come down a mountain in like one solid piece, right? Mm -hmm. But again, it didn't damage the tent, and only four people had really bad injuries. The other mm -hmm. ones didn't. Right. They died of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my fave, a hurricane. Mm. They, they are 500 miles away from the nearest body of water. So for us to think about this, that is like a hurricane happening in Mexico and some hikers in Kansas being <laughs> affected by it. <laughs> okay. All right, Russian government. All right. Yeah. I like your games. I like what you're doing. Okay, so a theory that came out was hysteria from like infrared sound, which is very interesting. So like we said, it was very windy at the time. Mm -hmm. And I guess wind can cause like a vortex that causes sound waves that we can't hear, but it can cause mm -hmm. symptoms. Right. Okay. Right. Symptoms like headaches, nausea and internal organ damage, which is panic insane. Mm -hmm. Right, it can cause panic, right? So did this right. panic cause them to like beat on each other, right? We don't, mm -hmm. we don't know. Um, exper uh, experiments were done and they said that the wind can't cause symptoms that severe um, for any of the hikers to do what they did so uh, basically what they're saying is that the infrared sound idea is kind of like junk science there isn't actually like real things to back it up so they kind of like mm -hmm. squashed that um a theory came out in 2019 so they they believe that maybe everything happened because of catabatic wind have you guys heard of catabatic wind mm -hmm. mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's yeah. insane. It really, it's actually interesting. So it's yeah. wind that blows like down slope and it mm -hmm. gathers and it gathers and it can become almost like a hurricane down the slope and it, it's very violent and deadly. Huh. So they think that a catabatic wind could have started in the like kind of near or middle of their tent forcing them to leave the tent, right? To walk mm -hmm. away and maybe wait out that wind from stopping. That's why they mm -hmm. left, okay? Right. Because a similar event actually happened in 1978 in Sweden, where a right. bunch of skiers were killed by catabatic winds. Like, it's like a very similar story. So I think that's very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. But then what about the eyes and the tongue being missing. So, right. You don't, I've thought about her a lot because I just think like, if you're, if you're frostbitten, your tongue can easily just chip away. Mm. Right. Mm. That can happen so easily. Um, and then I know that they said no animal, whatever, but you know, ravens can talk, they can smell, 
corpses from miles away, mm -hmm. you know, and I can imagine that since everything else would be frozen, the eyeballs would be the easiest to pick at. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer to her, you know, is that that just makes the most sense to me if I'm trying to like not be a conspiracy theorist. You know? Right, right. So and so I, one of the things that when I first heard this story, like kind of that blew my mind was that three pieces of, of clothing were radioactive. But it right. turns out mm -hmm. that two of the hikers actually had jobs dealing with radioactive substances mm -hmm. which can stay like in your body and the three mm -hmm. pieces of clothing belong to both of them oh well let's see that's like so <laughs> then you're like okay so that explains that so i guess it's not right. aliens which is kind of a bummer yeah. so then maybe mm -hmm. the eyes and tongue were taken by animals mm -hmm. or somebody said like it's really awful but bodies that are in water or snow that slowly melts mm -hmm. it can actually like turn it slushy and that can make right. them go away too which is disgusting huh. but ugh. and she was she was like in a like a stream right in like a ravine uh -huh. type. yes mm -hmm. yes yeah that makes sense all right so what do you guys think happened <sighs> Uh, this is so hard to even like fathom what could possibly because the whole the whole thing is what pulled them out of that tent, what made them slice open that tent. Yes. And but then calmly walk out. You know, I I kind of feel like the catabatic wind maybe was like the most logical theory for me to have, like to be able to accept. Uh huh. You know? That's what I'm thinking too, especially mm -hmm. since we we've seen another case right that happened right. in sweden mm -hmm. that really mirrors what happened right at that time mm -hmm. i don't know what do you think timo well i i found another theory which um what is kind of, just kind of cool <laughs> but it, it still doesn't explain like the eyeballs and the tongue and all that but did you did you read the drug the drug theory that they were talking about no okay so Woo! they were they were saying that some of the members of the group um, had been testing a uh, a drug that reduces the sus uh, susceptibility to cold. So they were they were working on this type of medication or this drug that basically would let you not like survive in like really cold temperatures, um, which was kind of weird to me because like they had such weird like you know they're missing clothing which would kind of make mm -hmm. sense uh, but some of the side effects was um burst of strength and uncontrolled um aggression Ooh. so mm -hmm. they think that maybe because of these side effects it led to like a brutal fight amongst them and um once the drug wore off they um, were so injured and so tired from the fight that they uh, basically just died from exposure, oh, um, wow. which would cover the whole uh, died of hypothermia, but also having all these weird injuries that uh, they had, you know, like broken skulls and broken nose and this and that. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I, I don't know about the missing eyes and all that stuff, unless they like bit 
their eyes out with of each other or something but i thought that was really cool that 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 was a you know that's almost like sci-fi kind of uh did theory. any of them like talk about being part of like a drug trial like what makes people think that they were doing that do you know Mm -mm, mm -mm. 75 know. theories baby 75 uh, yeah theories, for I real. Know. you know so, yeah so well, there was like no mention of the drug name uh-uh uh-uh mm, okay i need to know so i can google it i don't even know i, if, I mean <laughs> if, if there's such think. a thing you know but mm -hmm. you know it it, it kind of makes sense on all parts almost to you know like almost it does yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah. You know what I found really interesting, and I don't think we even mentioned it, was when um, Dorshenko, he was found under the cedar tree. Um, when he was found, he was like a blue-purple, and he had gray foam coming from his mouth. What? Right. right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And what did they so, cause that? What? I mean, I have no... It, they had no theory on that. I don't understand what that could have been. You know, was he poisoned? What was that? Gray foam? That's not a natural thing. I mean, is that part of having hypothermia? Do, do we know if that's something that happens with that? I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. A gray foam? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. We need to look into that one now, too. But really, mm -hmm. aliens, you guys. Aliens. aliens. You know what's funny about the alien thing? You know how the, the people mentioned um, that were in the area that they had seen the light? Um, and this goes back to it being near military testing. Um, way back like in the in the late 90s i was actually at my husband's house at his parents house and we were out in the backyard and we saw like this formation of lights um they were like colorful lights i don't remember what color they were but they were like you know very obvious lights in a formation and we were like holy shit that's aliens right because it was really obviously a formation it was like 11, 12 o'clock at night, and we but were like, they were all oh together, my gosh. Right. It wasn't they were some all random, together. Like stars. No, it was not random. No way. And it was like red, you know, like the color red. And it was like coming down really slowly. And we were like, definitely aliens. But then we found out later, because we were super freaked out. Like, what do you do when you see something like that, right? Right. And so we like turn on the news, and then it was like illegal skydivers in formation. <laughs> <laughs> That you but, guys know the truth. Yeah, you know damn it. <laughs> you guys know but, my and that's what we said. Story? We said, like, the news is covering it up. It's really alien ship. We, <laughs> where did the lights even go? Because they started to, like, suddenly trickle out. But I was thinking about that incident and, like, it being so far up into the mountain, I could see where the military people would be, like, not, not, like, hiking in, but they would be flown in and then they would have to, like, make their way down through parachute and right. if they're coming through at night then maybe that's what those lights were you right know? Mm. interesting mm. Yeah. i have a fun costco alien story mm. okay so this happened like maybe Say 10 it. 12 years ago i was shopping at costco and i was leaving i was going out to my car and i look up and i see something in the sky right and for a second i'm like oh my god i'm seeing a ufo right this is happening it's happening and i look around and everyone else in the parking lot is looking up at it too Dang. so we're all in this moment together we're all looking at this thing and everyone's like what is that what like nobody knew what it was and we were all like looking at it it was so weird 
So then I get home, I tell the hubs, throw on the news, and the news is talking about it. Something, you know, is flying overhead, we're getting calls, people are seeing a UFO. And so it was so fantastic that we all had this moment and I thought, <laughs> it's a UFO and everyone else is thinking a UFO and we never found out what it actually ended <gasps> up being. Mm. It was a UFO, baby. Love it. Aliens. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so this is such a, a crazy story. I love that, that there's so many ideas and yeah. that we have mm -hmm. no idea what actually happened. And I think with the time period and it happening in Russia, we'll, we'll never actually know. Right. Especially right. since they're bringing up maybe a hurricane possibility a year ago. So concerning. <laughs> Maybe they, like, maybe tornado and hurricane mean the same thing in Russian. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you guys do a Russian accent? No, I can't do any accents. I'm, eh. I, no, I can't. I can't do it either. Mm -mm. No. Oh, my daughter does such a legit badass Russian Accent. Oh. It's just fantastic, but I, I'll try it. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. I would. You make vodka. I drink vodka. We are brothers <laughs> and we are sisters. We sit lit, <laughs> and we are part of Mother Russia. There All you right. Go. There you go. Vodka, baby. Yeah. Vodka shot. <laughs> All right. Are we gonna do Whittle of the Week? Yeah. Whittle of the Week. Whittle of the Week. All right, so this one was kind of a little bit um, risque. So yeah. I'm wondering if you guys uh, figured it out. Okay, so. It's so naughty. Nope. <laughs> I'm spread out before being eaten. Your tongue gets me off. People sometimes lick my nuts. What am <laughs> I? Is it like an hors d'oeuvre platter? I'm just hungry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, so I'm hungry too, it. and that sounds great. You can no. give a spread, like you know, cheese What's and nuts. What's a charcuterie mm. board? Oh, a, a cooter board? A a board. board. <laughs> what is a cooter board? <laughs> okay, out. give me one more chance. Read, read it again. Okay. I don't spread my legs. I'm spread out before being eaten. Your tongue gets me off. People sometimes lick my nuts. What am I? Oh, God. Peanut the nuts butter. Hurt. <gasps> is it? It is. Yay. That's so smart. Not like That's so say. good. <laughs> I'm spread out before I'm eaten. Uh huh. What tongue else? gets me off. Oh, off the spoon. Yeah. Okay. And then sometimes yeah. lick my nuts if you have a chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I like you like it. those chunky? You like it chunky, baby? I feel really All right. smart right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here is the new one. Okay, I'm gonna write it down. Okay. All day long, it's in and out. That's what a hamburger is all about, baby. Oh. <laughs> I discharge loads from my shaft. Oh, oh my God. God. 
both men and women go down on me. What am I? <laughs> How are you so naughty, Timo? <laughs> Is the answer Tracy Lords? <laughs> Have you guys been listening yes. to that fantastic podcast about <laughs> Tracy Lords? And no. Her, it's so is it her or is it her what? story is it her or is it her story it's not her they talk about tracy lords and like you know other porn actors and actresses and just like everything you know what happened with her that it came out she was a teenager do you remember right. that yep and so you know how she got into the industry like her family what happened to the industry like what people like actually think of tracy lords and it's just so interesting it really is. Check it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it. Oh, uh, A Girl in the Valley. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. I listen to okay. it when I do laundry. Cool. I'll listen yeah. to it. Yay, check it out. All right, so I'm going to read it one more time for you guys. Okay. All day long, it's in and out. I discharge loads from my shaft, both wet, both Men and women go down on me. What am I? I know the answer for once. All right. Well, well don't we'll, say it. I will don't answer that until next week. And nobody can Google it. We're playing nope. 80s style. You have yep. to yes. use the dreams. Yep. Okay. Yes. Cool. Good job, you guys. Yay. 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 Oh, my goodness. Good job, you guys. So everyone check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Be a badass and take five seconds. Leave us a review on iTunes because it really helps us out. And that makes you an Insta friend, of course. Tell yep. your family. Tell your friends. Check us out. We need your support and love. Uh, we're on Twitter, YouTube. Check out our Patreon page. Uh, our TikTok. email. What? TikTok. 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 It hasn't gone anywhere. We still got TikTok. TikTok. I know. And instead of doing my usual collage pics of uh, our episodes, I'm doing uh, the fun videos from TikTok and oh. doing because I can add music and all kinds of yes. fun little things. So yeah. That's so cool. and I'm I usually put it towards the theme of what um, our our topic is, and usually there's soundtracks to some of the things we we talk about. So yeah, I that's I kind so of cute. Like, yeah. It, so. Uh, Very stand by I'll be doing more yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and we still have our survey don't forget the oh, survey yeah. I don't know how much how much longer we want to keep that up there in our bio guys on Instagram so just get it done 10 years maybe you just do it yep, yep. forever yep. and ever and ever For <laughs> you guys can so email us dark. <laughs> You guys can email us at handcuffsandsage at gmail.com and our website is handcuffsandsagepodcast.com. Yay! Yay! Awesome. And just like you, we, we have questions! Boom! Do it! All right. Do it! Okay. Yeah, do it, do it. Go night hey. night. Have a good, good night, night, guys. Good night. Okay, okay, guys. Bye. What do you want to see you? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
Handcuffs and Sage is hosted by Red, Timo, and Trey in a shitty guest room in Los Angeles. Theme music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted. Cover art done by Megan Winchester. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Show some love on iTunes. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time.